Chapter 41, Leo II. Location, Pluris, the Botanic Gardens. Present day, 9.50 p.m. Don't hurt Thorn. Shadow repeated for the fifth time, irking Stella a bit more each time. His head peeked out from her right shoulder, and he shouted his panic way too close to her ear. I'm not deaf, yet. She knocked his head lightly with her helmet. Sorry, my eardrums are. She interrupted him. Where's your helmet? This is going to be extra painful. She tapped on one of the multiple barrel machine guns. She was happy with her will choice as they cruised relatively smoothly toward the demons over badly damaged wet grass, still fuming here and there. The bike was a little too small for both of them. She didn't account for the gloomy god's long legs, knees constantly bumping against her bony elbows as she swerved fast. Ahead, the horned warrior shouted, Get him! Like, get him now! A childlike moan reeking of madness. Stella giggled. Like, get him now? She mocked, all pitchy. Shadow gasped in Stella's ear, and it sounded even worse than all the loud moaning. That, that's not a solace, his voice broke a little. That, that voice. The demons growled and howled and shrieked. Dead eyes, and dirty, distorted mouths, all teeth and fury. She veered the bike to the right, its handling hard and heavy. Where we going? Shadow shouted. Again. It's that way. He was probably pointing at the center of the lawn, where the horned teen held thorn. Flank attack, Stella said without looking back. Never fear. My grandma taught me military strategy, she said. I see, he said, but he clearly didn't. As the spray of bullets hosed down on the demons, he stuttered. Are you sure they they are soulless? Sybil? The guns burned holes in the creatures, and they dropped like flies, twenty, thirty, fifty, at least that many. Some still crawled over one another, fuming and bleeding and fighting each other, all bad and increasingly mad as they screeched and rolled on the ground. Too easy. Course they are. Dead eyes, now dead dead, Stella said. Wasteful with her finite ammo, she fired again. Raka taka taka ta. Whatever. She preferred the guns rattling to his constant whining. Another twenty dead. As the demons continued to drop over each other, and the grass clumps turned crimson, she swerved the bike to the left, avoiding all the bodies and heading toward Thorn. Keep the guns away from Thorn, said the broken record. To their right, the rest of the demon army divided into three groups, with no more than twenty creatures each. The first dispersed toward the small forest to the right, the second closed in around the horned warrior, and the third continued to move forward toward the motorbike, swords in hand. Despite the deadly danger, none pulled out the bows still strapped to their backs. Unable to turn the machine gun ninety degrees to shoot, Stella retreated into a long loop with demons on their tail. Sybil. Are they truly soulless? Shadow repeated. No pain. No emotion. After a few beats, Zai finally spoke. All but one, my heart. The funny girl with the horns? Stella asked as they circled around the Demisian chasing them to approach the wall of demons guarding Thorn and the horned warrior. Yes, my star, Zai said. Whoa. Twist spoke inside their heads. From what I can see from the data patterns, something seems to sync their actions and behavior. 
The demon mob is acting as a single organism, except for the girl, who might be controlling them, somehow. Her emotions must be guiding their empty souls, Shadow said. Phineas Gage. Remember, Harry? We discussed this. Without emotions, the soulless can't self-regulate or make decisions effectively, so they're drawn to her. The somatic marker hypothesis, Twist said, sounding hesitant. It'd be a natural evolution, tapping into a strong external emotional signal to reduce decision-making deficits. Stella laughed. What evolution, dum-dum? She's getting them all killed. Twist sighed, Stella, let me explain. Oh ship, ship, ship. Distracted by all the patronizing yammering inside her head, Stella took a moment to figure out she couldn't fire on the creatures ahead without risking Thorn's life. She glanced back at the demons closing in. This is no good. She took a right, gunning down the edges of the group to make way for their escape. Raka taka taka ta. Antonio Damasio's work? The zombies fell to their knees. That emotions play a central role in social cognition and decision-making? I wrote a thesis about it in sixth grade, she bragged even as she monitored their increasingly narrow escape route. He got some things right. Ship. Instead of backing off, the horned warrior and her remaining ten goons moved forward. Twist went dead silent for a while, probably absorbing three lost decades of scientific advancements, attempting to catch up with her brilliance. He cleared his throat. We modified their amygdala and frontal cortex based on the information we had at that time. Anyway, minor errors aren't catastrophic. The mutation of the NTRK1 gene ensures they suffer no pain. Twist said. No pain. Right, Harry? Shadow asked, fearfully. Stella sneered. Maintaining truth and coherence with up above's biology at all costs. Too smart, Twist. She scanned the stinking monsters running toward them left and right. Unwashed rags for clothes, matted hair, and ghastly open wounds all over their bodies. Robbing them of their stories, emotions, ability to feel physical pain, and blessing them with cognitive disability, psychopathic traits, and lack of forethought. Am I getting the definition of soulless right, Twist? We didn't have a choice, whispered the suicidal god. Oh, I know all about your choices. Anyway, they'll be dead soon. Stella tapped on the gun. This is how 4,000 of your people defeated Um Tuana Zawedu Kampan's 15,000 AMA Zulu. My people? Shadow sounded offended. Bibi's favorite bedtime story. A reminder that controlling the technology is always the best strategy. Your strategy, right, Twist? And before Shadow got the chance to preach at her, as she knew he would, she swerved harshly to the left to face the demons in front of Thorn and the mad girl and fired again. She had no choice. They were surrounded. Some demons in front dropped, and so did the mad girl's horse. Stop it, Stella. Shadow screamed, and the scars cutting the skies told her exactly how he felt. Thunder, then lightning, then rain and then, then a thin transparent veil of a psychedelic pixelated wood staircase flashed as an apparition, gone in a split of a second. Holy ship! She recognized her physics-bending creation. Why was her Gravisian treehouse flashing above the botanic garden's lawn? What was that? Twist asked. His voice tight as if he'd seen a ghost. Sybil, what's happening? Stella asked.
Shadow stress is my stress, my star. His pain, my pain. Sybil's voice trembled. Zai sounded a little distant and overwhelmed. My worlds collapse over each other. Juxtaposition? Stella asked, wondering if Twist could hear their conversation. Shadow, stop stressing, or more demons will come. Stella scowled, launching her elbow backward into his ribcage. She deflected their attention from the apparition. According to your theory, if we kill the girl, the Demisian will stop the coordinated attack. She looked back to count the monsters chasing them. Fifteen creatures, tops. Let's finish this. No. Unexpectedly, Shadow reached over her and grabbed her hands, scrambling for control over the bike and veering to the right and then left until they crashed into a pile of dead bodies. What you doing? She went down with the bike, her leg caught between the engine and a dead demon, while his body was projected forward somewhere. Leo II, she cursed, and she never, ever cursed. The dead Demisian stench almost made her puke as she pushed the motorbike away from her. I could have ended this. For once accept the collateral damage, or we all die. Your empathy is a curse. Tom. Tom. You okay, bud? Twist asked. She raised her head to look for Shadow. He'd landed by the legs of the warrior's dead horse. Thorn's body, hands and ankles tied, just a step or two away. Thorn. Thorn. You alive, he called as he stumbled to his feet. He kneeled down next to her, patting her bruised face and then working to untie her hands. Stay with me, prick. On the other side of the horse, the mad warrior pushed and pulled dead bodies as if looking for something. A sword, Stella guessed, and she grabbed the Ngulu off the ground before she sprinted in their direction. Stella and Twist shouted simultaneously. Shadow. Move. Get out of there, bud. She's coming for you. Let me guess, friend, Thorne said, opening her eyes and rubbing her wrists as Shadow worked on the ropes around her legs. You came to save me. He chuckled, as if he were in on some inside joke, and Stella envied the sweet complicity between the ex-lovers. Selective memory, prick? Shadow said. I saved you before, but who's counting, he shrugged. I am, counting. Thorne ran her fingers over her bruised face. Frack, it hurts. Tom, Twist warned as Thorn reached for a fallen sword and caught the mad girl's blade just before it chopped off Shadow's arm. So glad you came to save me, Thorn said, and, with both her feet still tied, she kicked into the warrior's chest plate, making the creature stumble backward, trip on a demon's body, and fall on her back. Thorn proceeded to cut the ropes around her ankles. Wrath, don't do this, she warned. I don't want to hurt you. Wrath screamed, an intense, angry, and somehow devastating howl. Traitor. She jumped to her feet over the pile of dead creatures, and launched at Thorn. An attack worthy of the girl's name. For a moment, Stella had to take her eyes away from Shadow and Thorn as she reached a handful of demons standing between her and the others. She couldn't die down below, but pain here was as real as up above. She adjusted her helmet and glanced at the Ngulu, doubting her weapon of choice. The sacrificial beheading sword of her ancestors wasn't exactly a combat weapon, its utilitarian value compromised in the service of more important symbols, power, prestige, and terror. The only language Demisian understood. 
subconscious signals, more useful than the functional effectiveness of one sword. She took a breath and half committed to her decision, scooping up a fallen sword with her left hand while raising the Ngulu with her right. Heads off, she screamed. The Demisian closed in on her, swords and daggers poised. She launched forward, her sword piercing a demon's heart, and reminding her of one of those cultured meat shish kebabs she used to devour after class. Yum. She swung the Ngulu to her right, decapitating not one but two creatures and using the momentum to spin-kick a fourth demon, knocking it out. She ducked, a sword missing her neck by a whisker before she shish-kebobbed the last demon and took off toward Shadow. Thorn was a superb swordswoman, rebuffing Wrath's overcommitted blows with dazzling rapidity. Once, twice, Thorn could have killed her. In all her madness, Wrath kept raging and waging too far and losing balance. Still, the creature quickly sussed Thorn's defensive strategy, and, no longer fearful of repercussions, she launched past Thorn toward Shadow. The athlete's tiny body was a weak barrier against the aggressive Beanpole's armor. Shadow didn't move or respond to his friend's overanimated requests. Tom. What you doin'? Twist screamed. Run. You expecting her to engage in polite conversation? He seemed paralyzed as he watched the horned creature. Shock or fear or something stopped him from moving. Tom. Move. He didn't, and Stella jumped over the horned warrior just as the girl launched its shadow. They rolled on the ground, Wrath scrambling for the sword as Stella grabbed her by the horns and lifted the Ngulu preparing to strike. Thorn, get Tom out of there, Twist said. Thorn, where you going? Stella doesn't need help. And before Stella could react, Thorn had kicked the Ngulu off her hand, pulling her by the helmet until she fell backward. What are you doing? I just saved your life. Stella said, jumping to her feet. Ah. You too, Preppy. Thorn mocked as Wrath made a run toward Shadow. Bud. Seriously. Don't make me use a miracle to destroy that mad cow. And somehow, Twist finally got Shadow to run away from Wrath. 